0: For something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears.
1: welcome to a very restricted show this week
2: welcome to shout out i'm Hans peregrine and she's steppy barnett
1: this week saski looks at the help available during lockdown
2: news views are not one but two radio premier tracks
1: and he gives us some advice while on lockdown
2: steve smith from the graham norton show tells us how the media world is coping
1: across the west across south wales and around the globe shout out from bcfm studios bristol did the doopy doo
2: Well, considering it's just... I
1: thought Lara owned it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but she's not here, sadly, this evening. That's
1: very true. That's for Lara. Um, Some bad news um, issued this week is that not only is Western Pride cancelled, but Bristol Pride is also cancelled. But both events, hopefully, will be back in September. Um, Now, we're pretty short of time, actually, so we're going to move swiftly on to Sasky.
3: Sasky Five. Oh, yes. Okay my Sasky 7 LGBTQ shout out. Now this one is a bit of a special uh, for this week. I think we're all suffering and working on uh, how we can get through self-isolation with the coronavirus and the devastation that it's actually causing. But I think in times like this, it's where we really need to come together as a community and unite. And it is with great pleasure that I bring um, one of my good friends and also co-founder alongside Lou Caulfield, Miss Alex Dessar, of how House of Pride to talk about um, the work that they've been doing. Uh, to do that, how are you doing, Alex?
4: I am all right, as it goes. I think, Sasky. Thank you. I touch wood. Don't have any symptoms, so I can't really complain, can I?
3: Yes, I know. Well, this is it, isn't it? And I think everyone's getting a little bit. You get paranoid about this, don't you? Because you think, Gosh, have I got? I've got a sniffle. But it's also coming into hay fever season. I'm in. I'm at home. I'm in my pyjamas. Should I be resting? What should I be doing?
4: (laughs) Totally. And we're all (laughs) affected by it, right? So if you don't have symptoms, it could be physical symptoms. It could be it's affecting your mental health. It's where you are physically, who you're sharing. place with if you've got grandparents or vulnerable people around you so uh, it will affects everyone so yeah. it's a pretty stressful time
3: definitely definitely but the key thing is obviously keeping safe self isolating and how we can get through it as a community so let's just quickly start with House of Pride um, as I said you you are a co-founder alongside Lou Caulfield um, so tell us a bit about House of Pride
4: Yes, yeah, sure. So House of Pride is the new go-to place for the queer female and non-binary community. So Lou and I set up this this space um, really to give that community a platform and a voice. Um, and we want to build a physical space for that community to call a home around the world. Um, so that's the that's the main aim of House of Pride. To get there, we are opening up events. We're creating diverse events that aren't centered around just clubbing or partying or alcohol. Um, they're... Quite diverse. They're very creative. Um, really, to just get the community together, uh, talking about something different, um, and interacting with each other in a different capacity. So that's obviously the the event uh, space is quite hard at the moment, uh, as is the creative space uh, with lockdown. So we've had to be um, we've had to be a bit more creative in the way we do things. And one of those ways is um, we want to reach a lot of people by creating some helpful tips for them during this time. And we've created an LGBT self-isolation
3: guide yes now this is the next part of this interview so the self-isolation guide um i was very privileged to be a part of that um, and and writing for the the parenting section so thank you for that and i'm, I'm excited to see and hear thank you the um well you know this is so important isn't it because What we think we forget about, it's one thing saying, oh, you know, we're at home and we're self-isolating. And you see a lot on social media, people kind of making a lot of jokes about it. And to an extent, you do need to keep some sort of humour. I get that. But the reality is, especially for our community um, and with mental health being actually at such a high rate, um, this is going to have such a a massive impact, isn't it? So something like this this uh, self-guide will be almost invaluable and life-saving to many within our community.
4: I really hope so. I mean, there's we have quite a good mix in there. I hope, but it will affect our community physically for uh, the trans community, especially for people who wear binders, for people who need access to medication. Isolation is really going to affect them. Uh, Mental health wise, as you mentioned, the increased rates um, of mental health issues in the LGBT community. But there's also this element of sort of going back into the closet of uh, feeling trapped, and also if you have to share a space with someone who you're not out to. um, Some some helpful Ways to navigate that hopefully are in the guide as well. But there is also the mix of entertainment. So we've got uh, one of our incredible DJs, Libby C, created a playlist for us, um, which has some quite provocative songs in there as well. So that should be fun. Um, we that then? Yes. Uh, yeah, so there, there is a bit of entertainment in there too.
3: Yeah, there is a, there's such a mix. Uh, and, and it is a really a great guide that just speaks to everyone, every age, every, um, you know, it talks about intersectionality. We've got stuff, as I said, on parenting. Keep positivity um you know because all of these things that affect us in our daily lives um and it's something that is is hopefully really going to bring everyone together where can um, people find this guide how can they sort of get their hands on it or virtual hands
4: so we're talking about uh, we're talking to different people about ways to distribute it physically if people need a copy, um, but at the moment you can access it on our website, so that's www.houseofpride.co, um, and there's a little section about the coronavirus, and you'll be able to download the PDF. So please do share Far and Wide. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well. We've posted about it. Um, and I do want to say that it's not just for LGBTQ people. There are a lot yes. of really helpful resources in there. As you mentioned, for people of colour, for parents for the over 50s um, for people with illnesses and disabilities Um, it's there's really something in there for everyone and I hope that everyone will take the time to read it and actually learn a bit about the LGBTQ community as well because I think it could work in the reverse too
3: Well, this is it as well. This is why, you know, as I said earlier, it's about bringing everyone together, isn't it? Friends, allies, LGBTQ plus communities, and really taking this opportunity to start learning about, you know, what a a lovely eclectic mix of people we are, you know, an intersectional group of people we are within society. Um, And, you know, we can do it at home, in the the safety of our own homes, but with the right advice and guidance and support from guys like this and from supporting each other online. So, you know, I, I think I love House of Pride, always a big fan. And so thank you so much oh,
4: we're a huge again. fan of news Husky as well thank you and can i do a quick shout out as yes, well i promised yes. lou i'd do this because unfortunately she couldn't she can not make this interview um but she's got a new show on bbc called in my skin that starts on sunday so if uh, people want something to watch uh and want to watch a queer actress up there then uh, watch lou in in my skin
3: Ah, oh, fabulous. Oh, shout out back to Lou. We miss you, Lou. We'll catch you soon. <laughs> um, Alex, thank you so much. House of Pride, amazing. Thank you for the guide. We're going to spread it far and wide. People listening, um, get on, share it, read it, and do what you can with it to get it out there because it's such a great um, resource for people. Um, as I said, LGBTQ plus and allies. So thank you, Alex. And uh, look forward to seeing and hearing more from House of Pride.
4: Definitely. Uh, keep Follow us on socials. We've got some uh, quite cool events lined up.
3: Yes, we will. Oh, definitely right listen happy isolation i don't know if we can even say that <laughs> too. Let, i started
4: it. an email off this morning with hope, hope you're having a good isolation and yeah. who have i become
3: exactly um right listen thank you so much alex um house of pride people find it uh check it out and just just follow because it's great thank you so much thanks Ashley.
1: shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast that's for all our beautiful listeners want to get with you we're already there we're inside your ears there's our fault. now of course like all media shout out is us to change the way it broadcasts only too allowed in the studio at any one time means our large crowd of presenters aren't allowed to make it um, but we're finding new ways, and uh, we've got quite a few pre records. Obviously, our lined up live guests have uh, had to cancel, but we'll get to you all.
5: The
1: Shout Tap Podcast.
2: This is Out News on Thursday, the 26th of March.
1: One of the great heroes of the AIDS pandemic years has announced that he is working from home. And it's a major undertaking Is the Speaker of the House of Lords. Lord Norman Fowler is sometimes overlooked, even by HIV activists, for his role in combating the spread of the HIV virus during the testing years of the 1980s. But he was arguably one of Britain's key players. Lord Fowler was a Conservative MP at the time and served as Secretary of State for Health during the middle part of the decade not the most natural ally of the lgbtq community you might think nor of groups such as for drug users sorry iv drug users and adult industry workers all of whom were impacted by the pandemic at the time but norman fowler in 1987 working with the public health authorities of the nhs began one of the most major peacetime health awareness campaigns in british history Lord Fowler, or Mr Fowler as he was then, even told the Prime Minister, Mrs Thatcher, Look Margaret, I know you do not want to talk about this illness, but I am the Health Secretary and I lead the fight against it. Lord Fowler commissioned one of the most iconic television advertisements of all time, Don't Die of Ignorance Campaign. Voiced in a pretentious tone by John Hurt, the advertisement featured a tombstone, black flowers and an iceberg to represent HIV. The advertisement was criticised in some quarters of its solemnity and for causing affected groups such as gay men and IV drug users to be stigmatised further by an already prejudiced late 80s society. Others praised its impactfulness, its effectiveness and its gravity. Fowler later took the relatively rare step of issuing a leaflet in the post to every household in the country on the subject of AIDS and its transmission. This angered some of the tabloid uh, papers, who were at the time pursuing their own campaigns against what they considered the permissive society, including gay, bi men, drug users and the adult industry. Fowler's Department did make one full power, however. For guidance on the issues raised in the leaflet, they quoted the telephone numbers of the Gay Switchboard, London and the Terence Higgins Trust. Both were tiny organisations in those days, with THT running from a small office and switchboard being situated in the basement of the famous anarchist bookstore, Housemans in King's Cross. Neither had given their consent for the numbers to be included in a nationwide leaflet, so as you can imagine, both groups were inundated with calls from worried or concerned people from the whole of the UK. The AIDS Awareness Campaign is held to have been a great success in public health education by most experts and in helping to promote safer practices amongst all communities. But arguably, much credit also needs to go to later campaigns such as those of the charity GMFA, which initially stood for gay men fighting AIDS and which took street art and gay aesthetic into the educational arena. Anyway... Lord Fowler has remained a passionate advocate of the LGBTQ rights and of HIV prevention. In a statement on his personal Twitter page, he said that he had now witnessed two major post-war health issues, the newest being coronavirus. With a typically light-hearted touch, Lord Fowler said he was well over 80 and that he needed to take seriously the recommendation of the experts and isolate himself at home. He urged other older people and those affected by issues such as respiratory difficulties to do the same.
2: The BBC News Channel reports that award-winning playwright Terence McNally has died in Florida of complications from the coronavirus, according to his husband, Tom Ker the BBC says that McNally was celebrated for his plays on the subject of gay lives, love, and in particular chronicled the LGBTQ community's resilience in the era of the AIDS pandemic. Mr McNally was 81. Last year, he was awarded a Lifetime Achievement accolade for his services to theatre. Playbill magazine describes him as one of the greatest contemporary playwrights the theatre world has produced. Mr McNally co-wrote the international hit musical The Full Monty, but for the LGBTQ communities and gay men in particular, his exploration of the themes of love, loss and survival were notable in works such as Andre's Mother and Love, Valor, Compassion. He leaves behind his husband. The loving couple were joined in a civil union in 2003 in Vermont and married in 2010 in Washington, D.C. In his Lifetime Award acceptance speech, Mr McNally said theatre changes hearts, that secret place where we all truly live and added the world needs artists more than ever to remind us what truth and beauty and kindness really are. Oh.
1: the countercultural icon and musician genesis p orage has passed on at the age of 70 they have been suffering from leukemia originally outside of the mainstream lgbtq movement but in their exploration of gender and identity and their commitment to a life in the most radical of countercultures they undoubtedly deserve recognition by anyone interested in politics music and performance Orridge explored a wide variety of worldviews, including Marxism, anarchism, occultism, paganism, and gender fluidity, in a career lasting half a century. Inspired by the radicalism of the late 60s, Orridge helped found um, COUM Transmissions, a collective of performance artists which flew in the face of conservative opinion, exploring issues which flew in the face of conservative opinion, exploring issues such as pornography and sexuality. In 1975, Orridge, together with Cosi Fanny Tutti, established the band Throbbing Gristle. The music scene was radically changed and on the brink of the punk rock explosion. But Throbbing Gristle pursued a different path, pioneering industrial music. Indeed, the phrase industrial music comes from the label founded by the band to issue their highly confrontational releases. After the band, Orridge went on to establish the group Psychic TV, In 1993, at a BDSM dungeon in New York, Genesis met Lady J, a nurse by day and dominatrix by night, becoming a couple, the pair embarked on the Pandrogyny project, an attempt to fuse into one being by undertaking bodily modification surgery to physically resemble each other. Orridge carried on this project after the death of Lady J in 2007. For many years, the combined Breyer P. Orridge entity referred to themselves using plural pronouns and this continued for the remainder of Genesis' life. With views on transgender identity, paganism, religion and psychology, Orridge remained a committed practitioner of the countercultural, living through to the end of their life and leaves of legacy of art, provocation, esoteric writing that is considered highly influential.
2: Queer singer and artist and the former frontman for the legendary rock music band R.E.M. Michael Stipe has published a moving but uplifting video dedicated to the world as countries unite in an unprecedented fashion to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. Mr. Stipe sings a cappella, a version of the R.E.M. classic It's the End of the World as We Know It, but then goes on to send love to the whole planet, saying that we are all hunkering down and fighting this together. A visibly moved Mr. Stipe says that we will come through this stronger from the experience. The band R.E.M. was an influential alternative rock act founded in 1980 in the city of Athens, Georgia. It soon became a staple of alternative and college radio playlists in the United States and broke through to international acclaim in 1989 with the album Green and its follow-up Out of Time. Mr Stipe has always battled press questions about his sexuality and prefers to identify as queer. During a previous pandemic of AIDS during the 1990s, it was rumoured in many media that Mr Stipe was HIV positive. He responded with, I think AIDS hysteria would obviously and naturally extend to people who are media figures and anybody of incipherable or unpronounced sexuality. Anybody who looks gaunt for whatever reason, anybody who is associated for whatever reason, whether it's a hat or the way I carry myself, has been being queer friendly
1: Thanks to the indie music portal Strangeways Radio for alerting us to this stories.
2: For these news stories and more visit our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt
1: For shoutout News this has been Steffi Barnett
2: and Hans Peregrine.
1: Shoutout Out News National and International LGBT News For you
5: the out
1: Podcast. Brand new from Justin Utley. And those of you who go to uh, Bristol Pride often, you'll know Justin Utley was there last year. And uh, also very good friend of Shoutout. That's his brand new single, UK radio premiere, American Nightmare. Now, um, last night, um, because uh, Steve Smith couldn't make it into the studio for obvious reasons, um, we found ways of uh, getting around that. And so I interviewed him on Clean Feed last night and it worked quite well. The, the COVID-19 virus um, is affecting many stratas um, and strings of our life. Um, but one of the major things that everyone is needing at the moment is radio and television. And I'm joined by Steve Smith, who's uh, TV director. And um, also, you're you're um, you look after Directors UK, is that right, Steve?
5: Yeah, hi Steph. Um, I'm the chair of Directors UK, and Directors UK is the um, trade body that looks after the sort of creative and commercial interests of all feature film and TV directors in the in the UK. So um, we've got about seven thousand members, and I have to say that you know the last um, ten days has been um, Kind of dramatic for everyone in all walks of life um, you know everyone is being impacted by this um, and our industry has been particularly badly affected by it um, for two reasons really first of all most film and tv production apart from the news has really ground to a halt so every single kind of program that was in production all these big dramas and entertainment shows have really been stopped because it's quite difficult for people to sort of work safely observing the two meter rule um, that we're being asked to observe Um, and then the other problem of course that's affected our industry is that most people in our industry are self employed and freelance and so um, unlike other industries where you might be staff and there are very few staff jobs um, in TV production these days so most people have literally kind of lost their job overnight I mean I think we we think that somewhere in the region of about 50,000 people might have been affected in our industry and of course you know we're, we're, we're also thinking about all the other industries and all the other self-employed and freelance people that have been badly impacted by this um, so it's a huge concern and I know a lot of my colleagues um, are very very worried about um, how they're going to survive the next few months and are desperately waiting for a package to um be announced by the chancellor to sort of show how they might sort of look after self-employed and freelance people
1: mm. i've heard that um that like uh, companies like itv bbc um, not many people are actually employed they're, they're mostly freelance is that correct so it's going to hit nearly everybody within the tv and radio industry
5: yeah that's correct um particularly In production, I mean, there are more staff people involved in the admin side of things than office um, jobs and the sort of backroom jobs, so to speak. But most people that are involved in production, so whether it's the crews, the camera and sound operators and the lighting people, or whether it's, um, you know, producers, directors, researchers, most of these people are freelance. And... um, and also, a lot of people don't actually work directly for broadcasters because the way our system in the u k works is that broadcasters um, often commission independent production companies to make programs and a lot of these companies you know there are some super indies which are very big, um, but a lot of independent production companies are actually quite small companies themselves, so um, it's a very tough market, and um, they they certainly don't have the financial resources to support. Um, kind of freelancers if they've got no income. And so, sadly, the knock-on effect is that a lot of people have just been made um, redundant. or Well, not even made redundant. It's just their jobs have been cancelled. I mean, it's very much like the gig economy. You know, you get a a day's pay for a day's work, and if the Mm. work gets cancelled, you don't get paid.
1: Yeah. Now, I've noticed how um, popular shows like The One Show um, on BBC One have changed their format. They sit on... um, uh, separate sides of the studio so they've got the curved sofa they sit on opposite sides the same as um bbc breakfast they sit on opposite sides there's no more than two of them now and if they get somebody in a third person they're sat somewhere else um guests are all on um something like skype or facetime um but things like um the um chat shows like the one show where they have guests in uh, that's going to particularly hit Things like uh, the the Graham Norton Show, isn't it?
5: Yes, it is. I mean, you know, we're all having to find different ways of working. I mean, over the last week, I've become a real expert in in using Zoom. I mean, I've I've been having endless um, conferences with people from my home, and you know, it's been incredible. Actually, a, a very steep learning curve, and uh, um, it's in, in, incredible what you can do. I mean, this morning, I had a a conference with about 20 different people in the city of Aberdeen, all in different locations. And that went on for two hours. And it was incredibly good quality and sort of just really, really effective way of meeting and talking to people. Um, So for TV production, you know, we are having to sort of look at different ways of doing things. And, Mm. you know, that is a great creative challenge. And I think producers and directors are always up for challenges. Mm. Um, And so I think... uh,
1: Uh, we're using clean feed Um, we've found a new way of actually doing interviews for for the radio absolutely
5: absolutely you know so so what you're going to see over the next few weeks are um, programs trying as hard as they can to get on air in in whatever way they can and to be as entertaining and as informative as possible but using new technologies so you know we're we clearly, um, for the Graham Norton show, can't fly guests in from America because there's a, a, a you know, a, a flight um, ban now between the countries, and also people wouldn't want to travel even if, if, even if they could. And of course, because we're being asked to stay at home as much as possible, it's not going to be easy to get people sat side by side in studios. So um, we're we're having to investigate different ways of doing things. So whether we can do things through Skype or Zoom. Um, And and that's what we're looking into. I mean, um, we're due back on air on Friday the 10th of April. So over the next couple of weeks, the team are all sort of working remotely from home to see what's possible. Um, I know that Channel 4 today have announced a whole series of programmes that they're doing. I know Steph McGovern has got her new show which um, has been brought forward and is going to start on Monday lunchtime. And I, I gather that that's going to be Steph in isolation, live from her home, I think it's on at twelve o'clock um weekdays on channel Four and it's going to be very interesting to see how they do that um and even on the news you know we've started seeing um you know news reporters now um routinely using things like Skype and Zoom to interview different contributors and and actually, I think there's something quite quite cool about it i mean i I've recently been a huge fan of brexit cast which um you know, it's essentially it started as a as a podcast, but um, the BBC had been televising it um, on a Thursday evening. Yes, I'm and uh, I have very to
1: interesting. It,
5: well, it's good, and and I think because we now live in this world where we're all used to doing things on YouTube and Skype and taking selfies, and we communicate to our friends and family with FaceTime. I think we're much more accepting of um, of this sort of the kind of you know strange camera angles and funny picture quality that we sometimes see and um it gives it a sort of realness doesn't it um it does i remember during the election you know um when when um laura koonsberg was obviously kind of out on the election trail you know on brexit cars she was often broadcasting from the back of a sort of a, a car or a van in a car park somewhere and um i thought there was something quite quite good about that i quite enjoyed it and so you know there are different ways that we can do things and and Steph, because you you and I you know know each other quite well, um, you know you you know that one of my other passions actually is is climate change, and um, I think what's fascinating about the coronavirus um, crisis is that some of the things that we're having to do to protect ourselves and find different ways of working are are also some of the things we're going to need to tackle climate change, and you know. Is it always necessary for us to work in big offices? You know, o- often these days when you work in a big office, people are on their own computers and emails and they, they don't necessarily ask each other physical questions. They often will send an email to someone who's just sitting a few desks away. So in a way, remote working may well be something people think is a, is a much better way of, of, of working in the future. Um, well,
1: you look at the, um, the satellite um, images um, at northern Italy and across parts of China, where pollution has almost disappeared, um, look at um, look at Venice and the rivers running through that. How clear they've become! Yeah. So it, the the lack of cars and planes has had such a, a massive impact on the planet already. Yes,
5: I mean what what I think is interesting is is clearly. I think things are never going to quite be the same as before coronavirus. And I think um, what we're learning to do during this crisis um, could certainly inform us and and help us change habits. You know, one of the other things that I think people are doing is just learning to shop in different ways. You know, um, I was listening to somebody on Radio 4 the other day talking about the fragile nature of our centralised shopping systems and distribution systems and actually how, Perhaps this is going to teach us to look to our local farmers and producers and to be able to buy things and support those local growers. And that, again, will be something that's very, very good for tackling climate change, you know, to be able to reduce these sort of food miles that that things travel. Um, So, you know this is clearly a very worrying time isn't it and you know the tragedy of many people have already lost their lives and it seems that many more are going to lose their lives over the next months so you know in, in in the scheme of things you know sort of telly is is a little bit trivial sometimes but you know at the same time i think audiences want to be um kept informed of what's going on and um And also, I think sometimes people want to have their mind taken off what's going on. And so, you know, still there's a role to entertain people as well. Yeah. Um, If we can do this in a very sensitive way. Yeah. And
1: radio is very important at the moment because that's almost uh, an outreach at the moment. Well, it seems to have become. um, BCFM has changed its schedule um, specifically for um, uh, COVID-19 and to outreach to people. Um, because the, obviously the danger is that society coming out the other side is going to be suffering a lot of mental illness.
5: Yes, you know, one of the things, I, I live in a, a relatively small village just near Marlborough and, um, you know, one of the things that I think is, is heartening is the, is the way villages like ours have set up WhatsApp groups and the way we're sort of, you know, able to keep an eye on each other and communicate with each other and make sure that you know, if people need shopping or prescriptions picking up, that someone else in the village can do that. So, you know, there are some good things I think coming out of the way that uh, we're rising to the challenges of, of this of this virus. And, you know, in in a way, thank goodness, we have these kind of new social media technologies that allow us to communicate with each other remotely. You know, just being able to you know FaceTime my mom on Mother's Day um, was nice, and um, and teaching. You know, some of some of my family's older relatives who've never used FaceTime, how to do it for the first time. And so sort of the surprise when they when they realize that they can see you. Um, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's good.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the same with all of us um, and yeah. use FaceTime and Skype for my family in, um Barbados. And I, my mum loves it. The fact that she can see her grandkids um, and and that on them and actually see it on her on her phone so uh, mm. yeah and like you said we're going into unknown territory and um, the media especially is finding new ways and new technologies uh, to get around the problems that we've got Steve yeah. stay safe and thank you very much yeah same to you Steph take care
5: The Shout Out Podcast.
1: How beautiful is that? Brooke Tate there, I would be a sparrow, and that's a world exclusive uh, for a shout out. And you were looking at um, his his Facebook page, weren't you?
2: I was, and his Instagram. He's on Instagram at Brooke Tate, B R O O K T A T E, and he's also an incredibly talented painter and writer.
1: Yeah, and of course that was the second exclusive. The first one was uh, the earlier track of Justin Utley. Um, That's from the album Scars uh, that Justin's uh, just put out. And you were looking at a video, weren't you, earlier?
2: Yes, his uh, YouTube uh, video for the song is now out. Absolutely fantastic highly recommend having a look
1: um and it's all about um his uh, mormon conversion therapy isn't that um, yes so it was, it's yeah.
2: quite a striking um video it is mm.
1: yeah so that's Justin Utley's that um track earlier american nightmare um and that was brooke tate's i would be a sparrow and this is mr andy shilton
0: i would be a sparrow Hi Shoutout fans, Andy Shilton here. Sorry I'm not with you in person at the moment. Really wish I could be, but a couple of weeks ago myself and my husband came down with the symptoms of coronavirus and we've been self-isolating ever since, as is recommended by the government, to make sure we don't give it to anyone. Uh, Big hats off to the rest of the Shoutout team and our home station, BCFM, and our supporting stations uh, for all the help and support you've been giving us so that we can try and stay on air as much as we possibly can. Uh, To those of you listening, we will continue to do so as much as is possible, including with articles like this one. So, having been locked up for a couple of weeks, um, one of the things I've noticed, obviously, is we've all turned to the internet. It's been absolutely amazing, it's been revolutionary throughout our lives, ever since day one when it first came around. I remember dialing up on a modem and being like, wow, I can talk to people the other side of the world. Never in a million years did I think I would need the internet to help me through a time of crisis such as what we're going through at the moment. But I won't lie, I'm very glad modern technology is the way it is. Being someone, though, who works in tech for a living, as you can imagine, I've probably fielded 101 questions from friends and family about all kinds of different issues. So I thought I'd give you the benefit of some of the knowledge that I have uh, by answering some of the questions I've been sent over the last few weeks. So the biggest one's probably around speed with the internet. Um, now, the first thing you need to bear in mind is, at the moment, the internet is being used more than it has ever been used in its entire existence. With everybody at home and the invention of streaming media, it is being hammered. Luckily, in this country, we have the capacity to cope with the demand. A recent article from BT said that at the moment, they have seen a spike, but they were only around about 60% of their total capacity, meaning that, luckily, they still have another 40 But it doesn't explain why things like your image at home could start buffering if you're watching something like Netflix or Amazon Prime. So there's some key points to help you with that. Have a look at where your router is to start with. is the most common issue. People stick it on the floor. They stick it behind a sofa. They do all kinds of different things. They, they, they forget that that is the hub coming into their home, providing um, all of the information that you want for your TVs and everything. So if you have got it hidden somewhere, remember it's a bit like an aerial. The higher it is, the better. Um, so pick it up off the floor, stick it on a table somewhere. Believe it or not, things like your microwave can have an effect too you may well notice if you are using your microwave your signal will degrade this is actually because the same signals interfere with each other so your your microwave works on a similar kind of frequency to your wi-fi not the same don't worry your wi-fi is not going to start microwaving you but it does interfere and it interferes quite substantially because of the power of the thing if that's the case just don't switch your microwave on while you're watching your most favorite film If you're working from home and you're doing things like video calling, for example, you could be using WhatsApp or Zoom or one of the other services that's available, you may notice things like the video buffering. Well, at high peak demand, that is quite possible and it may not be down to your broadband. It just could be that the providers themselves have so many people trying to make the calls that they are struggling to cope with it. So the advice would be here, try and do it at different times of the day. Avoid the peaks. When everyone finishes work, they like to pick up the phone to their friends and family check they're alright so leave it a little bit later on or do it a little bit earlier do it on your lunch break for example if it's still really bad you can always turn off the video and have an audio call Some people's home internet is provided over the telephone system. Uh, The technology is called ADSL. You'll know it if your modem plugs into the telephone line. It may go through something known as a filter. But a lot of people do something like stick a telephone extension between the telephone port on the wall and their router. Now, this is another point that could degrade the service. If you can, wherever possible, move the router as close to that main port um, as possible. A lot of homes have extensions around them. If you can, plug your router into the main primary telephone port in your house. Another thing you can do, a lot of the devices use data in the background. Now, if you have tablets and phones lying around that are connected to your Wi-Fi, but you're trying to watch that high-definition film try switching off the Wi-Fi on the devices you're not using. It'll help stop them from downloading stuff in the background while you're trying to stream a film. Or better still, if you are wanting to stream a film, if you have a device that supports it, download it first, and then you will have it in full quality to be able to watch to your heart's content without worrying about it if the internet is even there. So what about your mobile phone? Well, Some people have issues with their phones working inside the building. If you can, check out and see if your provider lets you do what's known as Wi-Fi calling. For example, users of the Network 3 recently had Wi-Fi calling enabled on their device. Sometimes you can even see it on the top of your device and it will say Wi-Fi calling. Uh, This is quite cool. It means it's not using the mobile phone network. So wherever the Wi-Fi works in your home, it will work for you on your phone. Again, though, it's worth bearing in mind if you have Wi-Fi calling and you're trying to call your mum or your dad or another relative or whoever while you're trying to stream that high-definition film, it could have an effect on the quality of the film that you're watching. Finally, to answer one of the biggest questions I get, how do I do a big social party online? well there are lots of different services out there the most common ones though are to use whatsapp if you have whatsapp on your phone uh, a lot of people don't actually realize that a while ago they introduced a new feature that lets you add people to a call so just make a normal video call the way you would do and have a look at the menu options while you're on that call you should see there is a little plus symbol with a person next to it or an icon of a person that lets you add someone else to it and you can go and add another relative or another friend to join you on the call now do bear in mind the more people you add the lower the quality will be because your device can only support so many videos at the same time Another one is a service called Jitsi, J-I-T-S-I. That lets you support, at the last test, anything up to about 500 people. Uh, But you will need a computer that has either Chrome or the Edge or Safari browsers. Or if you're using mobile devices, such as your mobile phone or tablets, you'll need to download the Jitsi app in order to make it work. It is one that we use at Shoutout, though, and we have used very successfully for our own socials. So it's one I would highly recommend any which way during this lockdown please stay safe do keep listening to Shout Out send us your questions studio at shoutoutradio.lgbt thank you for listening and I will catch you soon and hopefully live too
1: more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out.
2: LGBT Radio for you.
1: Well, that went quick.
2: Gosh. That's didn't nearly time up. <laughs> We've done it again.
1: I know, right? Overran. <laughs> <laughs> Now um, other things of course yeah, you need you could be looking at to um, keep yourself occupied are podcasts and of course uh, you can listen to our podcast. I think we've got five years worth of back podcasts you can listen to on shoutoutradio.lgbt
2: That'll keep you busy past summer. I know right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there, there's some corkers as well because when um, Ella Watts was with us, she's with BBC Sounds now, um, she did a, um, a series on history And um, some of them were absolutely hysterical, (laughs) absolutely brilliant. Now, because people can't go out to events, the events are coming to you. And a good example of this is Wig in the Box Promotions. um, Hands
2: so yeah Wigginabox Box Promotions really easily found on Facebook they if you don't know who they are they're a drag queen production company and if you go onto their page on Facebook um, a few hours ago they posted that on Saturday they're doing a show via Twitch um, quoted saying this will be where all our cabaret shows online will be uploaded and streamed to um, so join us for our first digital show One Flute Over the Cuckoo's Nest online cabaret that's 8pm this Saturday so check them out Wigginabox Box Promotions Absolutely fantastic production company.
1: It is. We've had Claire on the show quite um, quite a lot.
2: We have. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think I think um, as uh, complex as it might be to start with, these sorts of things are going to sort of become more and more popular, and and actually can be really enjoyed by a lot of people.
1: Well, it's like um, the interview I did with Steve Smith. I mean, um, all the media outlets, you know, us, the mm. Bee by TV, um, are all looking at innovative ways. To um, to sort themselves and get you entertained and get stuff out there
2: yeah and I think with friends as well like Andy was talking about with streaming and having multiple people on the screen at the same time those sorts of things are what are helping people um, stay sort of grounded and feel connected at a time where they're not able to connect to people face to face
1: and Jitsi is good for that because I'm mm. starting to use Jitsi and the, the team are as well yeah. um, and it is good yeah you have a get together without getting together that's right it's good so remember that one Jitsi is a good one
2: You're we're definitely two meters apart as well <laughs> uh,
1: yes i would think so yeah
2: um as, as well as that is it all right to mention a few of the podcasts
1: Yes, you carry Yeah, you carry on because you're into podcasts oh a lot, aren't goodness, you? Oh my goodness,
2: yeah. So um, I mainly listen to podcasts rather than um, watching a lot of television. And um, for a lot of you guys um, sat at home, it can be good to find some new things. Um, and one of the ways in which you can do that is via Spotify. Now, Spotify is free um, initially unless you uh, don't want adverts. And um, there's a lot of fantastic podcasts on there. So I'm going to recommend a few to you there is a for comedy off menu with james A. Caster and ed gamble give it a listen um there is also some feminist non-binary comedy with secret dinosaur cult homo sapiens with alan cummings and christopher sweeney and tales from the closet uh, ordinary people talking about their, their coming out stories
1: and is it time to watch Sensei again?
2: It's always time to watch Sensei again.
1: How many times have you watched it? My
2: eighth sense is mm. tingling.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> I've seen the whole thing twice. It's a bit weird when the bus driver actually <laughs> changes guys. They change the wow. guy after this in the second season. Round a bit of
2: information, that's because he didn't get on the director.
1: Oh, really? Is that yes, what it was? It
2: was Mr. Van Damme. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right, that's it. I'm afraid um, it goes so quickly when one is enjoying oneself.
2: Indeed. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. For this and previous podcast versions of the show, go to LGBT.
1: Shoutout is made at BCFM Studios. Editor, Andy Shield, producer, me, Steph Barnett. News editor, Terry Starr. Uh, join us next week. Same time, same channels. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.
3: Shout out. LGBT radio for you.